This show is proudly sponsored by Coinspot.com.au, with the largest range of cryptocurrencies anywhere in the Australian market. With an updated verification process, you can now be verified using only your driver's license or passport within seconds. You can instantly deposit funds and instantly start buying and selling your favorite cryptocurrencies in under five minutes. Coinspot are giving away $10 worth of free Bitcoin for each verified user once they make their first deposit. Just go to coinspot.com.au forward slash BTC123. Trader, trade, trader, Cobb Crypto Podcast. Podcast. This is the Trader Cobb Crypto Podcast. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Trader Cobb Crypto Show. Today's show is brought to you by TraderCobb.com, where you can go across and find all of your crypto trading education needs. Today, I've got another great guest with me from uh, from an interesting project out of here in Australia that I'm very keen to speak more about. Uh, his name is Joshua Mariage. Is that correct, Joshua? Have I pronounced that correct? <laughs> yeah, look, in high school, uh, it was marriage, and yeah, it is French, but we'll just go with marriage. <laughs> No, no problem. And Joshua is the Australian coordinator of Cloakcoin, and he also hosts a podcast of his own called Hodlcast, which is for new investors to get involved. Now, Joshua, thank you so much for being on the show with me today. Um, first of all, do you want to just give yourself a little bit of a introduction as to um, what you're doing and uh, and how you got into the space? Yeah, for sure, Craig. Um, first of all, thanks for having me on the show. Um, I'm basically uh, the Australian coordinator for Cloakcoin. Uh, that takes up most of my time. We're a privacy-focused cryptocurrency that launched in 2014. And uh, then as well to help me with uh, networking and getting new people involved in the space, I've uh, started up uh, HODLcast, which is basically where we talk crypto for the average Joe and try to simplify uh, the initial inroads for new investors. Yeah, nice. I think there needs to be more of that sort of stuff. That's kind of what we uh, we try and uh, champion in the space. So that's excellent. So from from um, where you are now to where you were, I mean, when did you enter into blockchain crypto? What was the reason for getting in for you? you just want to sort of start from the very beginning. What got you into crypto and when was that, mate? Yeah, for sure. Um, my story is probably quite typical in, in some regard with having a very early interest in the space and then being maybe a little bit afraid of getting involved. Um, so I probably heard, heard about uh, Bitcoin for the first time back in uh, 2014, 2015, around Christmas. Um, I'd just actually gotten divorced at that time. So uh, most of my investment funds were definitely tied up and um, was going through settlement. So I was sort of on a bit of a journey of enlightenment we'll call it. <laughs> reading a lot of uh science fiction and <laughs> sort of trying to get out and <laughs> get out and about and figure out what's going on with life so funnily enough i was actually um reading a book called time enough for love uh, by robert a heinlein and this is this is where it gets a bit uncanny for for the usual entrance into the space but uh it, it was basically a story about how the, our memories and thoughts and the value that we had in our mind was commoditized and it follows the story of a guy who was the oldest living human and um, that really got me thinking about privacy and privacy is actually what led me into the crypto space and I quickly learned that Bitcoin wasn't private and it was public blockchain and then uh, I started to find coins like uh, Monero, 
Zcash and eventually Cloakcoin and didn't actually enter the market until mid last year, so around uh, June 2017. But um, I'm glad I did. Yeah, I'm sure we're we're all very glad that we did once we eventually got there. So your journey of self discovery, and you sort of found it in in a, in a bit of a trying period of your life. So that's good that that helped you through it. And obviously, investing in the space in those early days is a very very good thing. Now, where you are now, are you you're a full time participant uh, in the market now? Aren't you? Yeah, I sure am. So it's been quite a uh, quite a tumultuous and exciting journey, but. Um, I, I actually started out as an electrician and then uh, got into engineering and involved in the energy markets and analytics. And uh, it's kind of been, even though it's a off-kilter pathway to get into crypto, I've found that I've definitely developed quite a lot of skills that have helped me along the way. And quite recently, about a month ago, um, I was able to completely drop uh, any other employment and, and just focus on um working with Cloakcoin and podcasting full-time and doing the odd trade here and there when I can. Okay, so Cloakcoin, let's get into Cloakcoin. You, you obviously, you're involved in Cloakcoin. Uh, you just said that before, but I mean, how did you get involved in Cloakcoin? You want to tell us a little bit about how your you know, journey from reading books on, um, on, uh, on sci-fi into Bitcoin and now working with the Cloakcoin team all came about? Yeah, I guess um, as someone who values privacy uh, quite highly and um, also financial freedom in the, in the more general sense, um, I was definitely on the hunt for different privacy coins. They do make up a fair portion of my portfolio. So I was researching one day, came across uh, Cloakcoin as you know an up-and-comer, but something that really stood out about it was it had been around since July 2014. Um, now, back in the early days, it did actually go through uh, some some troubles where they had issues with uh, development team and a few things that sort of almost brought the project to its knees. But luckily, there are a few community members and, and some developers that were really uh, quite committed and really believed in, in the vision. And they managed to keep it alive, rebrand it, um, create the Enigma payment system, which is a off-chain mixing uh, service which anonymizes the transactions and basically just after looking into them for a couple of months I eventually decided to invest and got in uh, below a couple of dollars and it it rode up nicely (laughs) very soon after I invested so that got me even more interested Um, but I was very active with the community and um, I actually found there were quite a few Australians involved um, some people up in Queensland from where I am originally, up in North Queensland, uh, a few people on the Gold Coast. And I just really got talking to these people and found out that uh, as someone who values community, I, I could really relate. A um, little bit of background on the community side. I've had a couple of uh, online ventures in the past. Uh, one was called Beardspo. It was a men's grooming community, which grew into a bit of an online uh, commerce venture and a few viral YouTube videos and a small documentary on ABC TV here in Australia. <laughs> wow. But uh, but yeah, I you know I'd shaved the beard, new new lease on life, and uh, yeah, just was excited to get involved in crypto. So I started off uh, doing a few blogs here and there, caught the attention of the Cloakcoin team, and then we sat down and discussed developing the Australian and the Pacific market. So looking at the APAC region. 
and yeah, just it seemed like the right fit. So I joined the team and dropped uh, my my job completely and went went at it full hog. Excellent. And I mean, look, with Cloak, is it actually an Australian project or it just has an Australian sort of um, uh, following? Um, it's it's actually uh, based in Germany. So m- the majority of the team are in Munich and I think there's a couple of guys in Berlin. We've got developers in the US and it's quite a, you know, uh, uncannily enough, it's a distributed team just like a lot of these uh, distributed projects are. But um, in terms of Australia, it's just that uh, a lot of people don't realise that we're in a, a truly burgeoning market here where there's uh, quite quite a lot of support from government agencies. Um, there's a lot of, uh, you know, organisations that are willing to look into the technology. And we've got some really innovative projects uh, like Living Room of Satoshi, Travel by Bit, and uh, even Bamboo, um, which is like acorns where your spare change gets invested but instead of in the stock market it's into crypto so i think from a broader standpoint like australia is a really good um country to be to be growing crypto and and seeking mass adoption so i think that's where it fits in for cloak and and having quite a few community members down here Okay, so let, let's talk about um, the privacy coin area because we, we know that there's, um, there's, there's you know, there are some big tokens out there that have got massive market cap. Of course, Cloakcoin is not one of those. It, it's very, it's relatively small right now. Yes, it's seen some massive growth. I mean, it topped out at around about thirty-one, thirty-two dollars uh, back at the start of this year. During that, um, I mean, it, it rose very, very heavily whilst the rest of the market was falling. Now, what do you see for Cloakcoin as being some uh, some key areas that need to be resolved, some hurdles, and what are you guys doing? Currently Currently, to overcome that, like make us believe that this is going to work out the way Cloakcoin wants it to work out, and, and and tell us first what is that vision that Cloakcoin has? Yeah, definitely. So to start off, there's there's really quite a misconception amongst the masses, especially within the media, about the purpose of uh, privacy coins. Now, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was hosting some panel discussions at the Bitcoin and Blockchain Fair in Sydney, and we had some uh, government officials from Oztrack there and we had some really interesting conversations with the audience. And it, it was funny how blunt people's opinion on privacy was. They basically thought that you get privacy coins to buy drugs, you get privacy coins to, you know, purchase hitmen and other illegal services, which, you know, it's, it couldn't be f- uh, further from the truth. Um, in actual fact, um, a really good example was laid out by uh, Alex Saunders from Nuggets News, who I know that, that you're mates with, and he, he had a really good, um, really blunt example, actually. He said to the person in the audience that, uh, hey, mate, can I have your uh, Bitcoin address so I can send you some Bitcoin? And the guy says, yeah, here you go. Uh, I've sent you that Bitcoin and I've just checked your wallet address and I know exactly how much money you've got. And then that led into a really good discussion from a trading perspective in terms of commercial trade for businesses. Now, in terms of uh, purchasing from a supplier, uh, maybe you know selling to a particular organisation, if that information were to become public, you'd be giving up a lot of your competitive intelligence. And in terms of uh, trade secrets and having the competitive edge over your uh, competitors, that that would be quite difficult. And 
people think that this would just be done manually, but much like things like Google search rankings and uh, other data-based uh, industries, the, the blockchains will have very similar services. You know, we've already got blockchain explorers, but there will be automated services that look for insights and provide that insight to companies or individuals who want a competitive edge. So in that regard, trade secrets, uh, commercial competitive intelligence, it is very wise to have privacy cryptocurrencies at some point within your business and also as an individual just from the ideological standpoint of uh, you know keeping that basic human right. So we're definitely not in support of any black markets or any illegal activity. We only support uh, the use of privacy coins for, you know, they're really beneficial purposes. And we're definitely uh, very passionate about our philosophical standpoint for privacy as well. So, I mean, for a privacy coin to have success, I mean, obviously for, for your coin, for, for Cloak coin to be a successful outcome for everybody involved, there needs to be more people using it so how do you get more people to use it i mean are you, have you got any partnerships lined up is it you know we know that monero work with certain providers that obviously monero are probably the largest of the privacy coins um are you like what is cloak coin doing right now to try and other than being on the trader called <laughs> crypto podcast of course but what exactly is the plan like what are you guys doing to try and get the world to know about this cloak coin how to use it i mean obviously you, you need to have people that are actually able to pay with it is i mean if, effectively that's the way it's going to have to be worked or are you using it more as a store of value? i mean what's what's the general consensus within the cloak coin team of of what sort of um What's, what's a win? What, what is the general, what's the outcome that you're after and how do you get it? I mean, that's the, the simple thing is for, for a privacy coin to be worth anything, it, it needs to be usable. I need to be able to use it, not just as a place where I can, as you say, you know, do shady shit. It needs to be in a position and it needs to be in a place where I can actually go, well, I don't need everybody to know that um, I have X amount, but I can pay for my bills. I can pay for my groceries. I can buy a car. I can do these types of things. Now, you did mention Travel by Bit and uh, Living Room of Satoshi. I mean, what have you guys got on the cards and, and what's your objective to try and allow people to use Cloakcoin in a practical manner, which will then allow people to see the use case and onboard into the token, creating a larger market cap, making the coin go up in value, which is obviously good for the coin holders, the people that were going to use it. Because, I mean, you know, if you hold money that you can spend and that money is worth more at the end of the week, that's even better. What's your plan towards that? Yeah, definitely, mate. There's, you're exactly right. Like in terms of uh, any cryptocurrency where its primary focus is a medium of exchange, um, user adoption and actual transaction use is very important. It it leads to uh, wider adoption. It leads to the utility of the coin actually being worthwhile. So we're very focused on uh, a more of a zoomed out view and we've been strategizing uh, since I joined the team on how we can develop the market. So from, a, from the base of acquiring Cloakcoin, we've had a few good wins lately. We're listed on Binance, we're on Bittrex, uh, Upbit, Livecoin, Cryptopia, CoinSwitch, Godex, there's plenty and that's growing. Now that's the initial inroad. Um, for Australia, I've been in talks with a number of uh, exchanges. Obviously, I can't go into too much detail on that because, you know, in terms of trading and, and information that I'm allowed to release. 
but we are definitely uh, on our way to getting a Fiat on road, so we could be purchased for uh, directly for Australian dollars. Um, same things happening globally. The guys over in Germany and the US are definitely working on very similar uh, strategies. Um, in terms of uh, using Cloakcoin, we've had some recent partnerships announced in real estate and uh, other sectors within Europe. But here in Australia, definitely focusing on tourism and paying of bills. Um, also, as you mentioned before, I have uh, been in contact with Living Room of Satoshi, um, been in touch with Travel by Bit and just hoping to, uh, you know, work out with those guys um, some, you know, some opportunities for wider adoption. And then same thing um, with some up-and-coming exchanges in Australia that uh, we're talking to and trying to get creative, you know, thinking about um, what what angle people come into a privacy coin from. Uh, one interesting one is actually uh, gold investors um, very much, uh, you know, very much appreciate privacy amongst other uh, investment forms of investment. So it really is for me at this point being quite new to the team. It's uh, been the first uh, month or six weeks, I think, that I've officially been a team member. Um, so early days, but I've hit the ground running um, this weekend in uh, in Melbourne. I'll be uh, the MC for the Bitcoin and Blockchain Fair, which will be at the MCEC, the Melbourne Convention and Exhibition Centre. And I know that uh, you're actually speaking there as well, Craig, so it should be a good chance for us to catch up and hang out a bit. And more than anything, uh, for me, it's about really listening to the community members. And I'm very fortunate to have some passionate followers uh, within the Cloakcoin community who are often filtering me opportunities and coming up with great ideas. So I won't give away too much just yet, but we've got some excellent partnerships and uh, new listings and exciting opportunities in the pipeline. So really looking forward to announcing those. Excellent, Joshua. Well, he's a quite right. I'll be at the uh, Melbourne Bitcoin and Blockchain Fair on the weekend for the Australian Business Forum, where Joshua will be there as well, guys. So if you have any more questions, if you're in the area in, of Melbourne, come along. I'll be there. Joshua will be there, as will many other uh, great projects and whatnot. Now, Joshua, last question, mate. Whereabouts and how do people find more about yourself and Cloakcoin? Yeah, for sure, mate. I'm happy to give myself a plug, by all means. Um, so in terms of HODLcast, which is where I mentioned before we talk crypto for the average Joe, that's at HODL.show. So that's H-O-D-L.show. And in terms of Cloakcoin, just head to Cloakcoin.com. That's C-L-O-A-K, coin.com. Okay, cloakcoin.com and obviously the HODL podcast. Excellent stuff there, Joshua. Thank you so much for your time, mate. I look forward to uh, catching up and actually meeting you when I'm in Melbourne over the weekend and uh, talking more about Cloakcoin, what it's doing and uh, and where it's going. It's certainly an interesting project and I look forward to learning more about it. Good luck going forward with the project and with the podcast and um, I shall speak to you very soon. Fantastic, Craig. Thanks very much for having me and, uh, yeah, look forward to seeing you in the flesh. Excellent. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's the show for today. Don't forget it's sponsored by TraderCobb.com where you can go across and get all of your crypto trading education needs. Just go to TraderCobb.com and have a look around the website. Thanks very much, guys. Bye. The Trader Cobb Crypto Podcast. Check out TraderCobb.com because experience matters.
This show is proudly sponsored by coinspot.com.au, with the largest range of cryptocurrencies anywhere in the Australian market. With an updated verification process, you can now be verified using only your driver's license or passport within seconds. You can instantly deposit funds and instantly start buying and selling your favorite cryptocurrencies in under five minutes. Coinspot are giving away $10 worth of free Bitcoin for each verified user once they make their first deposit. Just go to coinspot.com.au forward slash BTC123. Views are of the advertiser, not Trader Cobb or the audio presenter.